Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. We are here together in person. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. We're doing a funny recording setup right now. <laughs> Max is laughing because I just recorded that whole thing with my eyes closed. Yeah, why were your eyes closed? I was trying to uh, project myself somewhere other than <laughs> Welcome here. Welcome to the Best <laughs> Hang Podcast. I'm here with Mike and Shane. Well, I think you did it so you don't feel self-conscious yeah. doing something performative mm. like the opening intro, but then you got like called out on it. I did. So well, it backfired. We're also very tight quarters it's the mm-hmm. it's it's us three and then ash is here as well and we're in like a small edit bay at 299 mm-hmm. so it's like we're real tight right now yeah but i will say when i listen back to the podcast when you do that opening it always feels very forced in the room but then when i listen to it on afterward i'm like oh it's, it's very professional that's it's good the mark of yeah a pro. i know you're great yeah so many times i'll do a pod and i'll be like i was awkward during that whole podcast and then i listen to it i'm like sound cool you've been very <laughs> funny lately yeah yeah nice well we're off to a roar and start. Hey, I yeah. like your hat. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I got it in uh, Nolens. Nolens. Yes. yes. Tell us about back. your welcome trip to Nolens. Oh, and also, happy birthday. It's oh, the first chance we've had to say yes. happy birthday Thank, to thank you, you uh, oh, for yeah. sending nice. me nice messages, mm-hmm. Ash and Max. Who had the nicest message of all your friends? Probably Greg. No Greg. Right. And Come I'll on. tell you why. Why? Because he cheated. Uh, he did AI. a video message. And I've realized that's the best message to oh. do. Oh. See, yeah, I just night, he was up at like my a... desk and he, he made it funny just talking about, I don't know, our life together or something. And he made it very funny and sweet. Nice. Um, you know, Mike probably gave the worst text message, but Mike actually, 
did a lot setting up my party and yeah. everything. So I thank him for that. Mike always goes above and beyond in every other. I, 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 yours I, was great, Max. Max, you. yours was great. Yours made me feel uh, special. And you used the right words mm. to describe me. You know, yeah. it's kind of like it could be perceived as insulting, but like. No, 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 no. It was, no, it, it could be perceived as love. insulting. I didn't. You were like, Good. you're a unique person. I'll tell you that. <laughs> One much. of a kind. Yes. <laughs> Remarkable uh, appearance you had. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it's, it's a milestone birthday. And to yes. your point, I, I, you know, I saw you on the Sunday um, and you'd mentioned that lots of people were messaging lots of stuff like like these profound messages about what it means to turn 40. And, and then I did reflect on my own message, which I think was a very succinct uh, uh, happy birthday, big daddy. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I like. I but, like. But, but, because the truth, but I feel like you and I always have so many big life talks that there's yes. nothing I could put in writing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how I feel about you. And we've like, what could I philosophize on about turning 40? It's you know? very true. So, and, 100%. You get a pass on everything. And I expect nothing from anyone anyway. But JR Diggs, who I hadn't spoken to in a long mm. time, uh, he sent me a message a lot of messages that were kind of depressing. I did receive a bunch like, Oh, you're finally old and all this. You're officially old, all this. And I do feel really old, but JR mm. was like, you know, a 40, it seems like you're closer to death, but, uh, it, it goes slower than you think it is. Oh, and he's just like, it's just the longest road, man. <laughs> and he's like, you're like, and I started feeling a little bit depressed. Ah, so you did the opposite of what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, I'm really thinking about this age a lot more than I thought I would. I didn't think I would care about 40, but mm-hmm. for some reason I'm like obsessed with being so, uh, over the hill or whatever. You, you've never looked better though. I think. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was even looking you down the hallway. I was like, he looks so slender and young. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not kidding. I no, I like that. Yeah. I laugh because I'm blessed. Yeah, and that's a feeling I'm not used to. And you look oh, great you. in all the dessert promo stuff, and oh, just your thank you. you on screen. On screen, I was thinking about my own face, and I was like, mm-hmm. I want to. Not, we're not going to get into this again because I know our audience hates when we start talking about our bodies, so we just can't do it. <laughs> when you start talking, yeah, no, but I just want to be a little more chiseled in the face uh, after I saw your face. Do you, right? When you just a personality thing, when you like see like Shane in these problems or whatever, or anything, someone's turning a birthday. Do you look at everything through the prism of your own brain and vanity? A little bit. I, maybe we all do. Yeah, I think we all probably do yeah. agree. But also, like, I'm sort of a public person, so I have to kind of think about how I stack up you know, with my peers. Got you. I can't have Shane looking too much hotter than me. No. A little bit hotter true. is fine, but not too much. No, you've been looking very good, too, man. Oh, yeah. Except for throwing compliments around. Thank you. And you, you guys have a new video out, directed by Mark Myers yes. for Laundry File. It looks fantastic. I think I look pretty hot in that one. That's what I was I was watching. I was like, damn, I don't think Max is this good looking, but how, he looks so good looking here. No, because I know you so well. I'm blind to your uh-huh. appearance. Like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. people are blind to my tattoos. Uh-huh. So I forget. I'm like, are my friends good looking? Sometimes uh-huh. I forget who is and who isn't. Mark really directed me very yeah. well. He was like, Max, don't break eye contact from the camera lens. He's like, make sweet, sweet, dirty love to that camera he lens. He did say that. Not dirty. dirty love, but he said it looked very centrally. <laughs> well, you have kind camera. of a pained, sexy face. Like you uh-huh. do something where you like, what is the face? Can you do it now? It's like you're biting. Or, yeah, you're doing something like that. We were noticing it. Alex and I were watching it. Mm-hmm. We're like, what is that face he's doing? But yeah. It worked for you. Uh, Alex like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. We thought you looked very good. Oh, good. I love but it. But we were s- describing how unusual the face was. Uh, and it was uh, Unusual it was the face was. Yes. <laughs> you just, this, is a, this is devolving into a... What <laughs> started out as a pump-up for him, yeah. you were now just making him insecure. Oh, yeah, I'm like Cousin Greg here. <laughs> this happened to me in, uh, in New Orleans, too. It was, it was funny. I was there for like, you know, 10 minutes. And then a guy comes up to me. He goes... 
you think racism exists? <laughs> and he's got a drink in his hand. And I'm like, oh, is he going to throw it at me if I don't answer this correctly? So I'm like, yeah, uh, racism ex- exists. And uh, he goes, yeah, in the South it does, right? You're like, you for here it exists. You probably see it everywhere. I go, well, I'm from Canada. It, it, we just landed. And I'm from like Toronto where it's very eclectic mix of people and everything. <laughs> and then he's like, it exists here, okay? It exists in the South. Is he's this like, how they greet you at the airport now in New Orleans? No, this was once we got in like the city. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. But he was kind of being nice, but a little bit like I was walking that like razor's edge of like, what's going on here? What does he want? Mm-hmm. And then he wanted me to support him okay. and like give him, give him some money. I'm like, I actually, you know, I don't have any money. And then I'm like, but I'm going to the store. I can get some. He's like, okay. And then he walked with me for 10 minutes. But we had this like very, like I was stumbling around nervous conversation. Like I was talking about Max's appearance. Oh, like cousin Greg. Yeah. Like, well, thou yes. shall. I believe thou shall. Well, the, and he starts talking old timey language. Yeah. We were talking about racism the whole time. And I don't like know a lot about history or anything. I know it exists, obviously, but I'm just mumbling my way through like my fake knowledge of it. You, did you talk about the Civil War or anything like that? I don't know anything. Thing. I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's very bad. Let's do that. And, uh, sorry, to, it just no, reminded no. me me mumbling around like my uh, cousin Greg. The other thing I wanted to say before we get to New Orleans is that uh, we're, I know we're giving lots of compliments to Shane here, yeah. but Mike, you guys, yes. you were talking about the amount of life chats you've you've had together oh, in yeah. your friendship. And I think in our friend group, we are very lucky to have lots of guys that are very kind of open with their feelings and can be vulnerable and like sharing sort of like the confusing parts of life. And I think, and I can think of many different friends over the years that have been that person for me, like depending on where I'm at or what my relationship is with them, like different roommates and stuff over the years. But I think Mike is one of the best people to like have a chat with at the bar and talk about anything and everything in both the most like granular kind of way, but also the most specific way. It's like, cause you don't just pontificate in like big picture ways, but you like, so you can really get in the nitty gritty of a thing, but you can also talk about like, the meaning of life in a very broad way. <laughs> but wait, isn't granular when it gets specific? I thought granular was very you think like grand. I made that mistake before. Oh. You mean in like a big picture way? I mean, yeah. But granular does actually, does actually like, yeah. details. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought I, my whole life I'd understood that. No, 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 no I got okay. it wrong. Me too, though. Yeah, no, you had it right, but I've done what you've done, Max, lots. But Shane, what do you think it is about Mike oh, uh, as a conversationalist that makes him so inviting to talk about whatever is going through your mind in whatever stage you're at in your life. Confidence. Confidence is good. Uh. Mike, and I don't mean this in an insulting way. Mike kind of, he likes hearing his voice talk. (laughs) 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 And and I mean, and this is good. He's very comfortable and confident. He knows words. He knows how to use He knows words. Well, sometimes I have words in my head or like a feeling of words, but I don't know how to say it. So I'll just sit back and be a little bit quieter. But Mike knows how to get what's in his head out and describe it perfectly. Mm. And I think that is a skill that maybe, I don't know, one in a hundred people have. Also, Mike is a tactician uh, and a very Mm -hmm. good reader of social situations. Mm. And you're also very good at this too, Shane, like human psychology. And you're very good at sort of predicting and playing things out. And yes, I don't know how good you are necessarily for yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think sometimes and we're all blind to our own like situation sometimes. But as as an advice giver, you guys are both very, very good. Yeah, reading the situation. I well, because I'm always in dilemmas, Uh I'm good at getting out of dilemmas. So if a friend is in a dilemma, I can get them out of it Uh because I get into so many. (laughs) 
Mike, do you, do you yeah. take pride though in, in that uh, in that role in your friends' lives? Do you do, do you consider yourself to be that person? Uh, no, not in like that specific of a way. But if people do, if our friends think of mm-hmm. me like that, or like mm-hmm. I, I am a, I just want to be a good hang, and I, and I like discussing big picture things, and I want to help friends. You know, if somebody's, mm-hmm. all three of us have been in situations where we've had to lean on each other at times, and you go for a drink, and you try and solve not only our problems but maybe the world's problems, mm-hmm. and that's what sitting in a pub for five hours is really. I love that, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, I just I enjoy it like because I don't know I, I I don't know but I didn't I don't think of myself as a person like that necessarily. You are the ringleader. You're the center of any pub conversation I've ever been, and I love nothing more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really yeah. love. That's yeah. Nice. That's if you're going to, and this happens on like bachelor trips and stuff, dude. It's like if you're if you happen to be like in Mike's corner of the big table, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be a great conversation. Yes. It's yeah. Well, you know, it, there will be a conversation, even if it's not great, you know, there'll be a conversation. There's something comforting about that. Uh-huh. The worst is when you're at the, you got like a three guy, like <laughs> me psycho. And I don't know somebody else. It's just like, who's going to start this? Like I'm a chimer in right? I'm not yeah, a, like, who, who's give, the alpha leader of the thing. Yeah. Like if it's like Sean Dawson, who's great, but he's not going to like keep it going to an awesome level, right? Like he's a chimer in like me. You can't have two chimer inners together and a guy who doesn't say shit, right? <laughs> two chimer and a guy who doesn't yeah. say shit. You, Sean, is like, yeah, you gotta like, you know, you're a good you're like mike yeah i'm not as good as mike i i'm no. lesser than mike but i yes. occupy that role if i'm in the mood i'm not always in the mood but we got lots of guys that are really good at at that and like you said i think that's part of the one of the strengths of like having good friends or our group in particular is that uh mm-hmm. we can all be there for each other in that mm-hmm. way that's nice why you're coming with the compliments today yeah what happened shane's like are you like are you sick are you okay <laughs> yeah, are you gonna no. be with us for a while because no. you're talking about how beautiful shane looks you're complimenting <laughs> my personality it's nice this is like the nicest you know i love you guys Okay, so ah, tell us about New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, so this is really, I did a count, actually. I pulled it up on my phone. Are you this doing a vacation your, count? Yeah, you're on uh, 11 vacations in the last four months. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, list them. How do you even know that? That's no, bullshit. No, I that. I'm I know. I that. <laughs> that, was good. that was okay acting, but that, just, was, that, that number's too high. By the way, yeah. everything <laughs> I do is this weird mix of work mm-hmm. and vacation. That's like me, though. Yeah, it's not a competition. I'm just telling you, it's, <laughs> you should know more than anyone. It's true. Right? It's actually, not the all pain the things Olympics. I do, actually, I've been on, I guess, lots of little mini vacations. I've been yeah. in Miami, I've been in Phoenix, I've been in LA. It's all going to work, a little play. But this trip, I thought, I'll let Alex do all the social media work. Because, you know, we did the hotel that we stayed at was very nice, but it was also a deal. Like Comped? An influencer deal, oh, yeah. I'll call it. So I thought, I'm just going to relax and let her do more because it's my 40th birthday. However, Mike and I got another freelance gig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Did a little bit of writing. Yeah, so oh, that's cool. great. Can, we, can I know what it is about? I don't think so. Well, just in very generic terms. <laughs> we'll tell Mike. Yeah, we got a, a, a freelance gig. And I'm like, do I take it or do I not? Because I'm going to be working on this fully leading up to the trip, potentially a little bit into the trip. Is it just you and Alex down there? Yes. Oh, just the two of you. But in some ways, I'll have more time to work on it down there. Because you're kid free. Yes. Yeah. So I did the quick math and I'm like, if I don't take it, it's going to be on my mind the whole time. I will be working on it anyway and I'll be regretting not doing it. Mm-hmm. If I do take it, I'll actually have to do the work. So it's like, what do I do? Talk to Mike about it. Mike's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> then Mike comes up with a great idea. He goes, let's team up. Let's be a little, what'd you say? We'll be a, like, like an agency, like an, where it's like a writing yeah. team or whatever. And I'm a great bouncer offer guy. And I well, love that, said, yeah. that synergy or that energy or whatever it is <laughs> so we're like great we say yes we'll do it and we go how many scripts do you want we're expecting three to five maybe 
We hear back 20. <laughs> 20 script notes. So we're like, fuck. My are like, screw the agency because yeah. you can't come up with 20 ideas together. together. There's going to be overlap and it's like, whose idea is who? We're going to be fighting. So we're on our own. <laughs> it's like, you I'm do like, 10, I'll do 10 sort of deal. Yeah. So we agree to this on a Thursday night and the first batch of five scripts is due on the Monday coming up. And I leave for my trip very early Monday morning, but I want to get the whole batch of 10 scripts done before I leave on the trip so I don't have to be thinking about this while we're on a vacation. So I'm trying to find a large chunk of time somehow. Friday's my 40th birthday. Saturday is my daughter's birthday party. Sunday is Mother's Day. Something's gotta go. Right. So obviously I had to choose my 40th birthday, but we're going to New Orleans. We'll celebrate it there. It's like, who cares? So on the Friday, I put in a 12 hour day and I get eight ideas that I think are really solid. Some are fully fleshed out and almost full scripts and others are just concepts that I can just flesh out on a later date. In my mind, I'm like 70% done the project. Saturday, kids uh, birthday party. Oh, this birthday party is really exhausting me. By the time the day's over, I work on it a little bit, but it's kind of bullshit work. Sunday, Mother's Day, gotta go drive to like, Oakville, to drop off flowers, go to another. I got four moms to take care of. There's a lot mm. of stuff going on. End of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down to work on this, the last two concepts and then I'm done. Don't have to think about this job the rest of the trip. Uh-oh, it's bedtime because I got to wake up for 3 a.m. to go to uh. the airport. I'm like, oh, I'll do it on the plane. And I'm on the plane. I'm like, I'm a little tired. I'm going to sleep on this right Then the Monday happens. <laughs> and then I'm like, Alex, you got to help me out. I need, we got to work as a team. We're like a little agency. <laughs> so, so I start, I start pacing around, get her on the computer, coming up with some ideas. I'm like, okay, sh- go take a swim. So when she swims and I go on the computer, I try to flesh it out. This goes on for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I send the first five scripts. Mm-hmm. I hear back, Mike, Shane, these these ideas are phenomenal. You guys are killing it. <laughs> so I get all this feedback. I'm feeling great. But then I start thinking, oh, no, what if my first five scripts were the good scripts? And now I'm all out of good ideas with my next batch because sometimes all the good ideas come to you early. Anyway, with that in mind, I'm trying to work on the next batch of five scripts, which is due in a couple days. But again, I want to get everything done as soon as possible. Finally get five scripts done, but then I look at them and two of the scripts are funny, two of the scripts are sincere, but one of them could go either way on how it's perceived. And I think it's leaning more comedic. And the problem with that is the ask was that three of the scripts be not comedic and two of them be- Like three sincere, two comedic. Yeah. So I'm in kind of a tricky position. I mean, do I submit the five scripts that I consider good, but risk one of them being perceived as comedic over sincere and potentially being asked to write another script on my vacation? (laughs) Or do I spend a bit of time and write a bonus script and be considered the guy who goes above and beyond? Yeah, And this is where I get in terrible creative trouble. Yeah. This is like the worst creative trouble I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> so creative trouble. I go, Alex, I'm going to write one more script. Give me one more. Give me one hour. I will just bang it. She's like, oh, just send the five. I go, no, I need to. Trust me. It'll actually save us time. So I come up with this concept. <laughs> it's kind of shit. I go, sit down. What do you think of this? She goes, this is kind of good. But let me reword some stuff and like sound So she's more. helping. She's, she's a great help. And she's an English teacher. She helps with me with sending an email. She'll help me. So I'm like, this is pretty good. But it's a bonus script. So I go. Let's see if we put this in the chat, cheap PT. Oh. And let's see. So 
and I never use it this way. Just fix a couple sentences here. I uh, put it together. I send it and I don't hear back. Mm. And then I'm just sitting there in the pool with Alec. And I put this script first. Day goes by, I don't hear anything. The day after, he goes, did you use chat GPT to write <laughs> wow. some of this script? I'm like, oh no, they might have been had. And I only used it for the, the bonus script. Yeah, you need to I'm do pacing it. around. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm a fraud. What is the limitations? Can you use chat GPT like Google to help you out? Or like, you know how you use RhymeZone to write a song or something? Yeah. I'm like, what is the line? Did I, did I cross, did you cross an ethical line? Did I cross an ethical line? And I mean, the concept was still 100% mine. I still wrote an entire script and I, I called him. He didn't answer the phone. I'm calling him like repeatedly, finally answers. He's like, Shane, I, I use ChatGPT. Uh. He, he's just telling me, he's like, I use it. It's a tool, but this doesn't sound like you. And this, he's like, how, how much did you use? I'm like, I just use it for the one. And I, I this is blowing my mind. This is yeah. the first I've heard of this story. I'm like, I'm I was hanging about, on by it. This is amazing. Every word. I'm so I was fascinated. about to tell it to you. Well, that's why we were late getting we back. Were, we were chatting and then you guys showed up. I was like, let yeah. me save it for the pod. Cause saying this on the pod actually relieves me of a, of lot, of, a lot of guilt. There. Yes. <laughs> and I, it's like one of those, am I the asshole? Cause it was a bonus script. So you are getting bonus <laughs> and arguably it, it was also a very boring idea. Right. But as you know, Mike, in the world of uh, when you do some of these, you you give some great ideas. What always gets picked, though? It's the most meat and potatoes boring one. They go, we love this idea. However, we went with. Yeah, the, the, the great ones are the more risky ones. Sometimes people that make the choices are like, well, mm -hmm. let's just go with what we know, which is a more conventional idea. Yes. This is what I guess your your uh, bastard. What, what do you want to call it? Uh, your this was basically the whole spot was people talking to camera and then showing B-roll. It just helped you with what? The the, the script? Like the, the, the dialogue? Just like um, how to word the concept. Yeah. Sometimes I have trouble articulating. I can't believe he sussed that out. That's how great. How did he figure it out? This, this is so funny. I did not use. It. I can't. I don't even know how to. I think you have to. I think you can't even get on it anymore. I've you never, can. You can. You okay. Can. I've, ne yeah, I've, ne yeah. I've never used it. I've seen you. You've shown me stuff that, like, when you started first playing with it, we did like a yeah. script on here that, like, tried to do a pod for us talking about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have no relationship with it, but I'm not going to lie. So when we were, like, when it was time for me to sit down and do, like, my five and five mm -hmm. for the different design shows, I was sitting there kind of up, like, and I'm like, and I was kind of staring at my blank computer with like the thing blinking as you're about to write, mm -hmm. like, that moment. I'm just like, okay, V man, like, your brain mm -hmm. never lets you down. No. Think of something and uh -huh. you just sit there and you think of, and you're trying, you're trying. And it crossed my mind because yeah. I know you were so ahead on this AI go. I, I wonder if Shane is using fucking chat uh, GPT to no. knock on his Because I knew you were time crunch and I was like, I, so now I've got to, now I'm competing with Shane's brain, which is a wonderful brain, creative <laughs> brain, but he's also got the fucking power of the entirety of the internet behind him curated through chat GPT. So I actually wondered and I, I got into fake thing where I was annoyed oh, at you doing oh, it Mike. in my brain. And then I went, nah, he's not going to do I that. Got in, I got into a fake thing too. Cause okay. So I'm thinking Mike, he's just writing a fucking song back there. And I bet you, I bet you he's recording that song and he's using rhyme zone. He's using rhyme zone because you and I had wrote a song the yes. day before we got this yes. where we, we, Pulled up rhyme zone. We got into a jam. So we then needed my a, ethical know. lines get all fucked. And I'm just saying, it's cheating. It's like Greg sending me a video birthday message. It's <laughs> You're fishing with dynamite. It's just like touching yeah. your heart. So of course, when I call, yeah. I go, which idea did you like the best? He goes, well, Mike wrote a song. <laughs> they like it. I'm like, did he record it? He did. He recorded it. I'm like, that's fucking cheating. I'm like, to me, that's oh cheating. You can't God. do that. That is so Because they funny. always pick the song. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. So. Am I the asshole? 
I'm not saying the other person is an asshole, but is this an asshole move? If it's a bonus script, so you're going above and beyond. I don't even know if it's if it wasn't a bonus script, you'd be the asshole. Don't mm-hmm. people just use it all the time? That's what I'm wondering. Like, like, yeah. like, I know there's a writer strike, so maybe you cross the picket line somehow. By just using nearly AI. by writing, I cross the picket line. Yeah, I, I well, you, okay, so you actually brought up a lot of interesting, like, or you've sort of covered some stuff that I've been thinking about when it comes to this. And so part of me is like, I'm like, so if you're, you know, the person who gave us the freelance gig is like, he's an amazing writer too. Yes. So, so when he said to you, which is so fascinating to me, it's like, this doesn't sound like you, he's actually hiring us for our, our voices. Yeah. In my, in my case, my singing voice, uh, no, but like, <laughs> like our, our actual, our, our, yes. no, our writing voice, the way we write. Cause we do, even though like we have different styles, yeah. even like on our straight ahead scripts or our talk to cameras or stuff, they're going to be different. Mm-hmm. And if we all end up going through chat GBT, maybe it does become like, is the word homogenized or like, yeah. like the idea that it's like the fact that he could suss it out. Obviously, he knows your comedic voice so well, but yeah, it, it wasn't comedic. But to me, maybe that's where he's like, well, if I could just do this if you're him. Right. So it's like he he, he hired us for our our I think maybe. But I think if you use chat, GPT, yes. you would know it's not at the level where it can write a script. It just simply can't write a good script. What it can do is if you're saying some sentence, you just go, give me another option of this sentence. It can do that. And then you can tried a bunch of different ways and amalgamate it but you simply can't say write me a script and have it be any way close to being decent yeah you would you would know if you use it you totally. essentially just becomes one big curation which i mean when you're doing a commercial you know what it's like that's all you're doing you're looking up the company's past commercials you're finding products that are similar and looking at their commercials or looking up movie scenes that you like and stealing inspirations from all these things and hopefully coming up with something that's new like even when i'm asking alex for ideas there's hundreds of bad ideas being thrown out there and Sometimes she'll have a really good idea that I'll dust off and make my own. So I feel like I'm being hired for my tastes and how my brain can find what's actually good or would work in a commercial. And my competitive brain is like, this guy's over there taking steroids. And no. I'm sitting here just taking swings at the ball. Like in my brain. I, I mean, I, but then I was like, I was like, nah, no, no. So it's so funny to me after all of this and that five minutes I took to be like, I was like cursing the skies where I'm like, I could be taking a shortcut right now. But I just- you did, Mike, your beautiful voice, <laughs> your talented writing songs. You don't think that's cheating? It is. It was one thing. So the, speaking of songs, and and technology and chat GPT. Max, has it ever crossed your mind? Will I ever start? Because you do co-write sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a million ways you come up with your music, which is your art and your living. Have you started to think, oh man, am I going to start relying on talent? Or maybe you already have and we don't know. No, I haven't. I use Rhymezone though sometimes. I do do that. Uh, I feel like I don't want to mess with it because I feel the way about chat GBT, GPT? P. P. Uh, as I do, but like flying in first class, like you don't want to get too used to it, used to it. Cause you yeah. don't, cause then when you have to go back to your mm. normal thing, then you're like, ah, oh, I kind of miss like the, the, the sweet ride of first class. And I don't want to get too good at just in case I have to use my own brain sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about it. My problem is I got so used to using it as a Googling device that then I was like, oh, this is pretty much the same as Google. So for instance, this one of the objectives here was to uh, write a script that was about uh, being from Australia. Mm-hmm. So I Googled, give me Australian terms. Then I'm like, what am I doing? Ask ChatGPT. It's like advanced Google. So I type in, give me unique Australian terms. It gives me all the rarest mm. Australian terms, much better than Google. Could I have gotten it from Google? 
Yes. So I'm like, I'm just working smarter here. However, now I've been burned by it. And I feel like, <laughs> I don't know if I can ever use it again now. You know, it's pretty cool not to keep on the, the compliment train here, but you too, it's funny to hear, hear your inner monologues about what the other person is doing because you are great partners and you admire each other, but you also are a little competitive within one another. You have to be, you have to be. But what is cool is that, and I thought this for a very, very long time, if you were to be like, who is the better writer? Who's the funnier person? Like, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I just, it's Lennon McCartney, you too. Like, you know, seriously, <laughs> it kind of depends on what your mood is for whose style of writing or thinking, but they're like equally good. Like, and I really mean that. Like, it's very like, and it kind of depends. Like, if I want something that's like a little bit more, a little bit more formal and like traditional, I'll ask Mike if I want something that's a little more gonzo. I'll ask Shane, but you're both equally good, which is which is which is very unique because I feel like there's very few creative partnerships that I can think of that I don't imagine one person to be like the star. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like those are very Lennon McCartney, and like it just depends on what your mood is. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Speaking of writing, um, I love Succession so much. Oh, yeah. We're one, one episode away. One episode away. That's Hopefully it. we get this episode out before the final episode. Um, but the writing is so fucking funny. And it's yeah. so sharp. And this season's like my favorite season of TV ever, maybe. Like, yeah. it's just so spectacular. And it makes me want to write a television show. 
And <laughs> and because I'm delusional, I have like lead singer confidence. I'm like, yeah, we should just do it. And we should just do the three of us together and just make a TV show. I know you guys have just yeah. made a TV show. Yeah. But I want oh, a yeah. TV show that is like written by you. Not even written oh. by me, created by me. You guys write. Right. I, yes. I, I, but you know, sometimes it's funny because it can take all sorts of forms. Like say the three of us actually is a, as a, as a, as a not an experiment, but as like a, what do you want to call it? A project or a task. Let's sat, sat in a room and try to write like a show or whatever. I think, I think you would contribute great ideas in a, in a roundabout mm-hmm. way that maybe you wouldn't sit down and structure it out. Yeah. But it's like you would be able to, that's what a writer's room is. If you're trying to create something yeah. like that. And I kind of do that with songwriting too. Like I'm a little bit more than nuts and bolts with songs, but like I do have big picture thoughts and then I'm like, all right, who in the band or which producers can like help me get it there to like where it needs to be. Cause but yeah, it would be very fun to write it, be on a show like that. I also, the, the, I like your lead singer confidence and the simplicities with which you're like, I flew in a plane once. Like, I'd like to fly a plane. <laughs> like, it's just like anybody just get in there and do it. And maybe, maybe you could, maybe anyone could fly a plane if you took a couple hours to well, figure it out. Like photography, I think writing is one of those easy entry points yep. into where almost anyone can do it. Anyone to- can, and if you have like some kind of original voice and a little bit of taste, you can, don't get me wrong. Like you know, I'm sure Book Club Maddie's listening to this being like, no, it's actually very technical and hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, there's a lot of different like principles to writing and storytelling that are like you have to hit that are like that if you don't know, you're going to miss and you're going to do a bad job of. But I do think like having like a voice and and just the sort of the gall to do it is yeah. like h- half of the battle or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Or at least half the battle. I agree. Um, but yeah, it'd be very fun because I'm just so addicted to that kind of British style of writing, because Jesse Armstrong, mm-hmm. the creative discussion, is British, where every line that is fucking hilarious is just muttered under their breath. Yeah. That style of comedy is so British yeah. and so, so fucking funny. And I think we should do a show like that. Could you guys write like that, do you think? Just, just like zingers under your breath? I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I have like, yeah, like, what you know, I, I just made a comment about your leads and your confidence. I tend to think, and this is a crazy thing. I was actually saying this to Mike D and your band the other night. We were, we were just like a couple weeks ago, we were drinking. And I found myself after a few beers <laughs> saying that I think I can do everything well. <laughs> I, but Creatively, point, though. I, I was like, like, I feel like if there's anything that I like put my mind to, uh-huh. kids, this is affirmational. There's nothing I can't really do except for maybe math. And so it's like, mm. it, but, but, and I, even as I was saying it, even now to Mike, I was like, I must sound like the biggest asshole in the world right now. Like, like I, it was just like, it was like, Hey, you want me to like write you something? I'll write you something. You want me to, you know, I'm going to direct something. Like, I, like, I'm not like, I don't know how to explain it. I just, no, but I think you are. I think you're not wrong. But it's a it's a crazy thought on no, some level. No, it's not a crazy. Do you thought. know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like it's like mm-hmm. um, it, maybe it's delusional. Maybe construction it's not. work though. Could you do? Like I know you could build an IKEA shelf. Yes. But could you put together a real shelf? Go to Home Hardware from scratch and build it. I think if I put my mind to it, I could figure it out. Whoa, I didn't know that about you. I think. But the thing is, there's so many things I haven't had to put my mind to. But like, yeah, like it's like, oh, I got to figure out how to like skate. I can figure out how to skate. I figure Mm -hmm. out how to skate. Like I can I can do things pretty confidently. I can see and sort of do, I think, in some way. So like when you're like, oh, could we write in the style of Jesse Armstrong? I'm like, sure. But listen, I'm also like... Jesse Armstrong is a one in a million. There's literally right now 10,000 writers in Hollywood trying to write like Jesse Armstrong uh-huh. and sell shows like Succession who are doing it every day, who probably have scripts that you would read and be like, why isn't this being made? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. We could do it better though. Yeah. And, and by the way, that kind of confidence is how Pete, that's how shit gets built. That's mm-hmm. how men build empires or women. And it's like, it's the, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the delusion mm-hmm. on some level. And mm-hmm. then, you know, what did it say? Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, I could be in a band. I get a record deal. I got a record deal. Yeah. Didn't last, but I got a record deal. You, got it. you know what I mean? It's like, so I felt like my life over the last few years, I want to get a show. We had a show. Like I, I've been able to sort of 
figure things out to the point where I, I could, yeah, it's good. The pro I've enjoyed what whatever we've done, you know, does that, anyway, I already think I'm sounding like an no, no, person. it makes a little bit of sense for me. I'm like that, but I think I can do nothing. Right. <laughs> but I think the things I think I can do, I can achieve anything that I want and get it. Yes. Like, cause yeah, I used to say, well, I, like when I like, you know, was 25 and didn't really have a good job or uh, high school diploma. I was like <laughs> my friend, Bert, who's like this older man who I befriended. He's like, Shane, what are you going to do with your life? He was German or no, he was <laughs> sorry. He wasn't German. He was fucking Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, yeah. And I go, I'm just going to work at much music. He's like, how are you going to do that? I go, I'm going to enter a contest and trust me, they'll just pick me and I'll win. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't happen. Like I had to go through the much music VJ search and win another contest at MTV, but it still kind of happened the way I said it would. Mm -hmm. And just like any, like if I wanted to like date somebody, I'd be like, I really got to like think about this person for a long time and like how we're going to date. And then I would date that person. That's how you dated Katy Perry for three years. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, and, and you're right though. And I don't know if that's the power of manifestation or we've just been very lucky, but enough things have broken. Like, listen, say, like I've had a lot of losses, but I've had enough wins where like, I know what that tastes like. Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like. And you kind of get like, you're like, yeah, it'll work out. Like something, it's going to happen. Yeah. Something will happen. And these are the days too, back when Max thought I was hideous. These aren't like handsome <laughs> shame. I could pull this off when I wasn't even looking. No, you said your hottest age was in your 30s. So I you're, thought you're, that, but you didn't think that. Uh -huh. well, Ferg wants his money. It's calling me. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. That's It's interesting. I think, yeah, we were just talking today about the show and we're on the press of the dessert, the sketch show that obviously Shane stars in with Jillian Smart and Bella Campbell, but when, when it comes out and how do you constitute success? This gets a bit to, we never talked about this. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's speech about mm. with the season of failure after they got bounced in the first round, they were a title favorite. And just like what success is and how the show will be considered success, what we consider success because it's like there's internal thoughts, mm -hmm. there's external validation and all that. But it reminded me of that saying and was this even, I don't know if this, was this in succession this month, this, this week, but I've heard this saying a ton and I love it, which is that success has many parents and, and failure is an orphan. Mm. And maybe that wasn't because if that doesn't ring a bell for succession, then it wasn't. In I that. like that one. Yeah, it's a great saying. I've heard it for years, but it's like it's so true where it's like when something goes good, it's oh, that's it. I was watching air and uh, uh -huh. and um, they all want to come up with Air Jordan. And so David Falk, MJ's manager, thinks he came up with it. The guy that designed the shoe, Peter something, thinks that he came up with it. And the movie did a very clever job of sort of how both people could have came up with it and took credit. But ultimately, that's 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 a good saying, and I think a lot about that. It's like if something goes really well, well, everybody wants to claim some sort of ownership. But then when something sinks like a lead fucking tank, I, I've, I've been talking to Bukla Matty actually about the Giannis speech about how there's no such thing as failure. Yeah, and he aptly pointed out that it's like, well, Giannis can say that because he's won a championship. But for every for Joel Embiid who keeps getting knocked out early, or, or you know, everybody else who got fired this this month, and then coaches, it's like, well, like. If he were to deliver the same speech, would people be taken the same way? And like the answer is absolutely not. I don't. I think I disagree with that. I think it's like Ooh. an outlook of where we are. No, as a you people. can have your own personal outlook. But I'm saying that the way the so you're saying that there are quantifiable success and non-success. I'm just no. I'm saying that everyone can have their own personal feelings on it. But for someone to deliver this speech, you have to be a, a, a particular kind of winner <laughs> already. But but I think that's what Giannis is saying. Like it's like everybody in the NBA is already a winner. They're uh -huh. millionaires playing a game. There's only one team that wins uh -huh. a championship every year. So if we if we say that you're not a success because you didn't win a championship, like you might be a failure for having that mindset. Uh -huh. <laughs> but do you think people, if let's say Harden gives the exact same speech yes. word for word, are people lauding him? Do you think oh what? 
automotive genius guy. Maybe they are. I think if you say, well, cause, cause it's the way we look at anything. Like mm-hmm. what is a success? Is it getting the job of your dreams? Is it getting that job and then thriving? Is it like, is it getting out of like sort of a bad situation from when you're a kid? Like there's so many levels of it. And now there are defined terms of what the ultimate winner in the NBA wins the championship, but that's one team. The other 29, are they failures? Maybe I, I don't. And I think that's why Giannis's speech, if you guys haven't seen it, look it up, hit accord with so many people because like on some level if you're an extreme winner and you're someone that gets shit done say you're like a bay street bro you're like that's fucking loser talk it's loser talk <laughs> that's what people tell each other when you know you're just trying to make yourself feel better because you're not willing to do what it takes to get to the top and don't mm. give me this everybody gets a trophy shit i get that it's okay okay well we have lines in the same this is what a winner is this is what a loser is but i don't think life is lived like that i don't think things are black and white i think life is lived in the gray i think the way that we perceive ourselves the way they perceive success these are personal things um and even collectively now our mindset is changing if you honest gave that speech literally Literally 10 years ago, I think he would have got killed. Uh-huh. I, I think now we're a lot more open to the idea of what success I'm doing air quotes is. I think there's more losers in the world than winners. So losers like hearing a good, like, it's okay to be a loser. <laughs> I like the steak. I like the right? steak. Yeah. Because we may never win. Max, you're eye rolling me. But No, you know. I agree. No, I agree. But do, do yeah. you think you uh, have reached success just by making the show? Or is something going to throw you off? They're like, ah, people don't, not, not enough viewers this is the watch question. it. Yeah, how you well, guys feel about the f- it? Depends how broad you're looking at success. If you your whole version of if you're successful it is lived in that whole show, then yes. Uh-huh. For me, my life is so much bigger than the show. And whether I'm successful, like my family's wrapped up into that and mm-hmm. my health and all of those things. So mm-hmm. yeah. and I, for me, honestly, just to answer about the show, though, making the show is the ultimate it, success. Yeah, that's what it's I insane. Think. And so few people get to do it that oh, I've already won the championship and won 100%. the MVP. 100%. And you've done exactly what you want. You've written exactly <laughs> what you've acted exactly. You've edited exactly the way you want. Like everything is, now that's huge. And the counter for people that say, well, we have definable like um, uh, meaning of success, which means the show's success if it not only makes its money back, the investment, there's a return investment, but it makes money. So it's like, well, what's, is the point for, and this is why art and sort of, like it being mixed together is so messy. This is the same with music. It's like, it's like, is making something quality and good its own success? Or is it, does it exist because art needs to exist in the world? We want to inspire people. We want to make people laugh. Or does it exist to make money? Does it have to make its money back? And the answer is, well, it wouldn't have been made, I don't think, on some level, if they didn't think it would make its money back, if it didn't have the chance to become something bigger and make money for the people who paid for it and all that stuff. So it's like, in that sense, there is a definable line of what is successful and what is not. But I think in a broader sense, it's like, just making the art or the show or the music or whatever itself is a worthy pursuit um, that can be deemed successful with regardless of how many people watch it or hear it or engage with it, I think. But maybe that's loser talk. I think it, Matt, when it, you're talking about creative stuff, if you're trying to determine whether it's successful, it's like depends on the person who made it if they're happy. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're Arkell's latest album, if you're not happy with it and it sells gangbusters, you're not going to feel like it's successful. Uh, I don't maybe. <laughs> see, that, and that's everybody's different. That's no, what I mean. It all depends that, on how you no, look no, at but it. But the inverse is true. Like it, it's like let's say nobody really likes it, but I can sleep at night every night knowing that we did everything we could, and I'm really proud of the music. So, and I think that's how you feel with the TV mm-hmm. shows. Like no one watches you. Like I don't care. I love the show. But you love winning too. Right. You want to see big numbers. You mm-hmm. want to like grow like that, that, like aside from just the monetary sort of reward that comes with that. I mean, that does that speak to your soul too? It does, but more because it has to do with being able to do it again. Yeah. It's, it's like, I remember Matt Healy saying something about like the way they make records. Like we only like we go on tour so we can make another record and we make a record. So we go another tour. Yeah. It's like, you just want to keep, mm-hmm. 
you know, fill in the tank so you can go do the thing again and not work a real job. Because right? it could go away. And yeah. that's the thing. You want to keep the circus going because yeah. it is so unique and yeah. hard to get it up at the level that you guys have mm -hmm. it at. Yeah. Um, the ultimate metric, I think, is are you happy yes. Yes. for winning and losing? Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. it's hard to be happy all the time. Yeah, maybe. you're generally yeah. content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think this is like, you know, we're sort of going down these deep avenues of philosophical sort of outlook and how we do our lives. Like, I came to the conclusion some time ago I like the idea that you can't be happy all the time, like you said, but all you can do is put yourself in the best position to be happy. That means am I surrounding myself with people that are, I got a high percentage of being happy if I'm around those people. Do I want to be in a partnership with, you know, uh, my wife? Does that make me happy? Does that mean that I also miss out on things? And then now not some level, I'm like, oh, it's like I, I used to do this and it'd make me happy to do that. But if I do more of this all the time, my net gain for life happiness, my tank will be more full more often if I make these choices, live my life this way. And that's what I've done probably for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. But then there are also times where you kind of look at, you know, the grass is always greener. And yeah, like, me. You know, yeah. <laughs> just living a fun boy life over here. And it's like, and, and so you go, okay, well, you know, and everybody's happy doing different things. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and that's like, it's a personal question and you need to figure it out but mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody's ever truly 100 mm -hmm. happy but you know we're all like doing pretty good yeah like as far True. as our career our lives you know what i mean our friendships mm -hmm. we're rich in love fellas we are rich in love it's What's kind of a weird pod episode i like it let's wrap it up <laughs> weird in a good way <laughs> we're too deep <laughs> <laughs> I don't examine this too much uh what did you say on jesse christian's podcast guys are scared of tough conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought that was a good insight mm -hmm. i was listening max was on uh jesse uh crookshanks yeah her podcast what's it called Dial a call friend. a friend. Call a friend. Yeah. You're really good on that podcast. Oh, thank you. Way. I was happy with my Circle back and listen to that if you uh -huh. if you have a chance. But uh, I thought that that answer was really yeah, good. What are, what, what's the one thing that men are afraid of? And I was like, hard conversations. <laughs> yeah, she, she loved that she, answer yeah, too. I hung with her in LA. She was great. That's good. And how was LA? LA was awesome. Oh my god, you had a big show. Yeah, we had a show. Um, saw some friends. Wasn't there a kid in the hall there? Oh, Dave Foley was there. Yeah, Na producer Nathan hung out with Dave Foley till like two in the morning. I just he came to the show and then came to the after party, hang at a bar next door. And I just every time I looked over, it was just Dave Foley and oh Nathan just hanging out. It's <laughs> weird. I saw text in our text group, but it seemed like out of context. It was just like in the middle of the story. It seemed like I was like, "What is? Why is he with Dave Foley? I had no idea what was going on there." But can you share anything that was like said or is it all uh, secret? You know, we'll have to get Nathan. Maybe Nathan can like make a little voice note and talk about it and put it at the end of the podcast. I like here. it. Yeah, Nathan, do that. Just uh, give us a little rundown uh, about what you guys talked about. Insert your hang with Dave Foley. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Producer Nathan here with a little voice note on my conversation with Dave Foley. Uh, it was a it was a great night. Yeah. After the Arkells show down in L.A., uh, we went to a bar and I uh, happened to look over at one point and see Dave just hanging out, having a drink. So I walked over there to, to say hi. And uh, we had a, a great conversation, lasted uh, like a couple hours. We shut down the bar. And um, I think what was sort of interesting and maybe what sort of piqued Dave's interest and in, in why the conversation lasted as long as it did, he probably gets a, a lot of, you know, a lot of people coming up to him and talking about kids in the hall and obviously Dave and the rest of the kids in the hall gang are comedy legends, but I actually went to thank him for his work on this, uh, this holiday special called Prep and Landing. Uh, it's something that uh, my kids and I watch every year um, over the holidays and uh, he, he plays the, the main elf uh, called Wayne. Yeah, just 
I just thanked him for his work because it's something that I watch with my, my two girls every single year. And Dave also mentioned how he watches them every year with his daughter. So we bonded a bit over that. Um, but he talked very fondly of his, his work there and his work with the with the Disney crew and the and the animators. Um, and, and he actually gave a really big shout out that he felt like, um, you know, he actually didn't do too much work. All the credit goes out to the animators. And the, the conversation just, just continued. He, he talked about, um, you know, the history of Kids in the Hall, talked a lot about the uh, the importance that Lauren Michaels had and basically how Lauren stood up for the guys um, to ensure that they had complete and full creative control over the show and just how much that that meant to them and showed how much Lauren believed in in the work and that they were doing and just fully believed in the type of show that they they wanted to produce and put out on on TV. And at one point Dave was talking about, you know, get, get growing older and you know what that means, uh, you know, looming death as he called it. Um and uh, you know what that means from in terms of a lasting legacy and while I think some people would say Dave already has a, a lasting legacy uh, in Canada and in comedy. Um, but for for him, what matters most is if he managed to make someone's day a little better or a little easier. And then that's really the goal. And that's that's more important to him than than any lasting legacy beyond. So, so yeah, uh, shout out to Dave. Thanks for a, a great chat and a great night. And uh, back to the pod. All right. Well, the show went great, though. The show was great. Uh, it was amazing. We saw uh, Matt Unsworth. Nice. We saw uh, Tim and Jess. We, um, yeah. Didn't you see Justin Stockman? We saw, yeah, Justin Stockman came to the show. Oh, good. Yeah, David Kynes came to the show. We had a bunch of, like, Canadian David Kynes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Justin came to the show. That's great. Yeah. It, we we debuted Laundry Pile, our new song. There. How'd that go in a room? Really good. Yeah. yeah. People love this song. Someone already got a tattoo with a Laundry Pile. How do you feel about that? Love it. All right. Well, that's it. That's all. That is our episode. Great hang. I feel like we're a little deeper than we normally go, but that's like just it. what happens sometimes. We haven't seen each other in a while. Uh, thank you so much, Nathan Nash, for everything he does. I really do hope he inserted a note here of some sort, which I'm excited to hear once this pod comes out. And I thank you to Ash, who's been in this small, sweaty uh, edit bay with us for the whole time. Um, all right. Good episode. Great. Great. No good hang. Great hang. The best. Maybe the best. <laughs> When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.